ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. We're here today at the Union Pub and Grill for our usual Monday. Welcome in. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We're going to take your phone calls this hour, 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Also, text line is open, 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. We're going to break down this Marshall loss against Charlotte over the weekend. Thundering Herd fell 88-64. to We're going to hear from Dan D'Antoni. I hopped on his presser about an hour ago. We talked a few things about the herd. I actually just flat out asked him, I said, what do we know today that we didn't know Saturday? And he's like, not a damn thing. So we'll find out what the coach has to say a little bit later on. We're also going to hear from Obina and Achille Killen. That's coming up later on the program as well. As I mentioned, we are here today at the Union Pub and Grill. Every Monday, the Monday special is $1.50 bottles and $2 call shots. And... There is a Herb Stanley sighting today here in the Union Pub and Grill. That's right. Actually, you know, sometimes the proprietor is here. He is here today, part of the live studio audience. So you can be a part of everything that happens down here on a Monday. It is the Union Pub and Grill. So what happened to Marshall on Saturday? Well, can't shoot the ball. I mean, that's basically Dan was talking about that today. And we're going to hear that in a few minutes. But just can't shoot the ball. The herd hits a shot. Maybe Marshall can win a few of these things. In that first half, the herd shot 13% from the three-point line, two of 15. In that second half, they shot three of 12, 25%. So the herd from the three-point line, 18.5%. You're not going to win a ball game that way. Shooting from the field overall, herd in that first half was nine of 30. Nine of 30, 30%. Second half, a little bit better. Actually, the second half, and that's been the story these last few games. The second half's been better. They were 15 of 26. I'm sorry, 15 of 28. 15 of 28. 54%. So for the game, they shot 24 of 58 for 41.4%. I mean, it's what's happening here. You get a good performance from Obina and Achille Killen. He had 14. That's that's good. I'll take that from him. Andrew Taylor starting to try to put this team on his shoulders. Tavion still unavailable. He wasn't good to go on Saturday. And 28 points is a nice game for Andrew Taylor. But who else is stepping up to help him out? That's the big question here. I mean, he shot 11-21, so he took a lot of shots. Obina took a lot of shots. He was 6-15. of 15. Who else is stepping up to help him out? I mean, Michael Byers was 1-7 of seven from the field, 1-5 of five from the three-point line. Maybe Michael's got to look for a different shot. Michael Byers needs to score more. That's something Dan echoed, and we're going to hear his thoughts, Obina's thoughts. Get your comments as well. We'll do that on our text line. It is open for you. 304-523-2275. That's 
888-382-2275. Before we get into all of that, Marshall's next opponent is FIU, and Marshall's previous opponent was Charlotte. Well, those two teams are playing right now. There's some Monday basketball happening in Conference USA. There are three teams that are playing, and Charlotte at FIU tipped off about 10 minutes or so with 15.46 to go in the first. I'm going to be keeping an eye on this one. FIU right now is leading Charlotte 14-12. to Early in the contest, we'll see what happens here, but it'll be a fun game to look at if you have a chance to maybe go back and watch it a little bit later on or, or keep an eye on it as well with me. FIU is now taking a 17-14 lead, by the way. As, again, I'm going to keep an eye on that game just because that has a lot of interest for me. Charlotte, the previous team for the Thundering Herd. FIU, a previous opponent for the Herd and the next opponent this time at the Cam Henderson Center. The other two games that are going on tonight, 7 o'clock, it'll be UTSA taking on Middle Tennessee. And then UTEP will face off against North Texas. So those games are coming up later on this evening in Conference USA. I almost wish this Charlotte-FIU game was a little bit later, but Charlotte, they they looked pretty good, didn't they? I thought they looked pretty good. I, I don't know if that was indicative of what they're going to do the rest of the season, but they look good. And, of course, Marshall's already lost to FIU. So what's going to happen? I don't know. But this will be a game I'm sure that – I'm sure Coach is right now watching this. I'm sure some of the guys are maybe looking at this since it's on right now. You can kind of get a feel. You know what Charlotte's about. You just played them. You previously played FIU, so you're going to play them again. And so that would be a game I would be watching. If I was somebody struggling to find a victory, I'd be sitting down right now watching that. I would be doing extra film study. There, there would not be a, okay – We'll do the film breakdown tomorrow. If I have time today, I'm not interfering with my studies or anything else, I'm looking at that game. And then I'm looking at it again. And then I'll get into a film study and look at it some more, see what the coaches see, what they can say. But, again, you know how Dan is. He tries to prepare his team to do what it does. And he's mentioned his reasons why, because of the travel in this league. You know, Thursday, Saturday, you really can't install too much for the second game, so you need to work on your game plan, what you do. And that makes sense to me. I mean, you have to make adjustments, obviously, in-game, but you need to also make sure you're doing what you want to do. And he thinks that if this team can just get past whatever it is that is causing them not to shoot properly or get good shots, the shot's just not going in. I mean, Charlotte also, they were killing it from the three-point line, 13-19 and 19 in that game. 32 of 61 for the game. I mean, they shot 56% from three in that first half and 80% in the second half. 80% of their three-point shots went in. That's going to kill you every single time. A few things I did, like Marshall outscored Charlotte in the paint 36 to 30. I was happy with that. Points off turnovers, 10 apiece. Second chance points. 11 apiece. Okay, so it's it's all push there. Fast break points, four apiece. Again, all of that's push here. Bench points, a little different story. Charlotte got a little bit more off its bench. So turnovers and rebounds. That's a number I'm definitely keeping an eye on at all times now. And the turnover number wasn't terrible. It wasn't the way it was a few nights ago. Ten turnovers in this game. Nine for Charlotte. That's not terrible. Seven of those turnovers came in the first half for the Thundering Herd. 
only three for Charlotte. Then you look at the second half. Where did those turnovers come from? Well, it came more from Charlotte. Marshall committed only three turnovers in that second half, and Charlotte committed six. Marshall even had three blocks in that second half. No blocks in the first. And, of course, the rebounding battle, you look at where this game might have been won or lost, and Charlotte definitely had the advantage rebounding 38-29. to 29. It, it wasn't drastic. It wasn't doubled up like we've seen at some stretches of the game. In that first half, Marshall got 17 rebounds, and Charlotte got 21. It was close in that first half, a little bit competitive. Score might not have been close, but it definitely was close. Second half. Charlotte out-rebounded the Herd 17-12, to so a little bit more decisive battle in the second half. What does all that say? Well, it says the Thundering Herd lost, trying to figure out how to get back on the winning side of the scoreboard. We'll have Dan D'Antoni. We'll get his comments. Then we'll get your comments, 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. Now, again, we're here today at the Union Pub and Grill, Every Monday, it's our Monday thing. $1.50 bottles and $2 call shots are the Monday special. And, of course, I've already told Mr. Stanley, the proprietor of this fine establishment, that when I walk in here next week, there better be some Bengals gear. Because I'm coming in here on a Monday after the Super Bowl. I'm coming in here on a Monday and after the Super Bowl victory by the Cincinnati Bengals. That's right, victory by the Cincinnati Bengals. I better see some orange in here. If not, I'll bring it myself. So I'm either going to be decorating on Monday or there better be some orange here at the Union Pub and Grill. If you've never been, though, you need to come here because there are so many things you just uh, you never know what you're going to find on the wall. So Herb is uh, hoping as well. He's a, a big Joe Burrow fan, as I have just confirmed. So we're all in good company here at the Union Pub and Grill. More coming up, including Dan D'Antoni. That when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. We're here today at the Union Pub and Grill. We do this every Monday. Why aren't you here with me now? You have plenty of time. You can get down here and enjoy the Monday special. $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots. This is going to be the place to be next Monday because it'll be the unofficial place for the Paul Swan Bengals Super Bowl party celebration. Yeah, that's right. Celebration is here on Monday. You didn't know that. Now you do. So I expect all Bengals fans to be here on Monday. The Bengals win the Super Bowl. I want to walk in this place and uh, I want to see a sea of orange. But you can come down anytime here. But again, the Monday special always is $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots. You do that every Monday here at the Union Pub and Grill. All right. We we have held off long enough. We we gotta get to um, we gotta get to Dan D'Antoni here in a minute. We gotta look ahead, we gotta look back. All right, Texter at 304-523-2275. I got my box score out. He's looking at his, so I got my box score out. We're going to look at it together, make sure that um, we are all on the same page here. Texter writes, if I'm looking at the box score from the Charlotte game correctly, one, we fired 27 three-pointers. That is correct. Made five. That is correct. That's too many threes. 
His second point, three of our five starters finished the game with no personal fouls. That tells me we aren't playing hard-nosed, aggressive defense. No excuse for not playing good defense. Doesn't take talent to play good defense, just hard work. We need Bo Ryan to come do a basketball clinic for the herd. Well, Dan thinks that everything will be better. The way they run basketball, the way they do the team, if this team live up to its potential and hit those shots, when they get those shots, if they would be able to hit those shots, things are going to be better. Now, I am simplifying it. It would be better if you hear it from him, not me. So we're going to hear his thoughts on, well, I asked him earlier, just just flat out. I said, what do we know? What, what do we know? And he said, not really much difference because uh, we're going from Saturday to Monday here. But Dan did say that the older guys on this team need to step up. Uh. Reese can't shoot. I mean, you got to be able to shoot. You can't shoot 18% from threes and win. And both games, that's about where we were. And uh, I will say this on the upside, if there is an upside. The upside is everything that is causing us to lose, we're controlling. We're shooting the basketball. So if we shoot it and it goes in, we win. We are controlling the mistakes that we make on the floor. It is our decision-making, not what they're doing. It's our decision-making. Now, you can look at it and say, and I, I look at it and wonder, is it because we're so inexperienced on the floor and that our most experienced players aren't having the type of season? If you have a five-year player, we need Michael Byers to average 15 points a game. George, the average 12, 14 points a game. They have to be the ones that are taking the lead. And really, without Tavion, it's Andy, who's a sophomore. And that's not uh, Gorn, had eight, sophomore. Uh, Kyle, freshman. Tucson, freshman. Uh, so I, uh, but again, I watched the tape again today and went over our mistake. It, they're David Early, a freshman, uh, by COVID standards. And, and, but little playing time, just part-time players from the year ago. And uh, uh, only Andy was really the only guy that started all the time. They're getting a lot of playing time now, especially with Tavion being out. We're going to update on his health here and a little bit from Dan, but I want to go through a couple of these other things first. Because really, Tavion's going to be day-to-day. That was the update. But we'll, we'll get his sort of breakdown why he's doing what he's doing as far as handling his injury here in a minute. But Dan said that he, he watched the tape. And the opportunity to play well is there. So he broke the film down with him, went over mistakes. And said they're just not making good decisions. Now, slow down. Now, do we slow down on? Uh, we're going to talk to him about when the take a three a little bit. Most of the time, I like freedom of shots. 
And he started thinking about when and where to shoot. It, it can go from 18 to 2, too. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll look at it. I, I definitely want him to feel comfortable in shooting because a three is a part of how we play. We've got to get better at it. We don't have to quit it. We have to get better at it. And uh, I think we're capable of doing that. We just haven't shown it consistently. We did it for two games, beat UAB. Probably could have beaten North Texas. We were pretty close. And uh, who was the other middle, I believe, that was close games that we could have won. We shot a little bit better in those games. But we did beat UAB playing that way. So if we get our stuff right and we eliminate the mistakes, which we did against UAB, we can beat the best team in this league. So there's always hope on the horizon, and I hope uh, her fans understand that. I'll tell you what, experience will help with that. I'll say that. Experience is going to help with, with decision-making. But Dan illustrated a point there that maybe they're going to look back and see what they need to do as far as pace. And something else he talked about was maybe they should think a little bit more and he's talking specifically about the three-point shot, but he's admitting, or at least he's signaling, that maybe they're going to have to think more about their shot selection. But I watched the tape. We're not getting beat physically. We're not getting beat uh, by what we're doing it, what we're doing. The, the opportunity to play well is there. But we're not making good decisions inside that organizational structure. They're getting to the structure. But then inside, they're not making the right decisions or they're hesitating in their decision. If we're switching, we may take two steps down before they realize we're switching. They realize it, but it's like one, two, and for whatever reason this year, they're going to make that shot, which they do. And... uh, uh, those are things, though, we can clean up. And we'll do the switching thing. And the, we were guarding their side switches where they cut and come off the uh, big boy. And the big boy's a really good passer. But, again, we, we would do it right, come back to the same scenario three plays later and do it wrong. You know, we do it right, they don't score. We do it wrong, they score. So we, we, have a, we can control that. If we can get it right all the time. We can start shutting these teams down, and I believe it'll, it'll lead to some victories. Again, if we're shooting within uh, a little bit better. You can't shoot 18%. Now, can't shoot 18%. He's dead on. 13% in that first half. 25% in that second half. 5 of 27 Five of 27. You take away the five of 27 from their field goal percentage, they, they can hit shots. They're going to have to be a little bit more selective. I'm not saying let's not shoot a three-point shot ever again. But let's see where there's some easy avenues here. I would go for the best shot possible. If it's a three, take it. If it's not the best shot possible, then work it in a little bit more. I know, easier said than done. It is easier said than done, for sure. You got to do it. 
Uh, another question that was asked of Dan, just the fact that this team gets down early and then comes back that second half and plays a little bit better. I've asked Dan about it. Others have asked Dan about it. I mean, you dig yourself a hole, and then the second half you play a little even with the team. I mean, you go into the game, and you're, you're trying not to put yourself in that position, but then you go at halftime, you go down 40-22. to 22. I mean, the second half, Charlotte out them 48-42. That's a little bit more competitive than 40-22. to 22. And, of course, you take that second half with a little grain of salt as well because, again, you know, games in hand, it's, it's a different story if it was a closer contest. Charlotte's feeling good about itself at the end of this game. Marshall, not so much. So Dan responded to the question of just going down early, just these guys getting behind, getting down, you know, sort of a, a self-fulfilling prophecy maybe. And, and Dan responded about that, and he indicated that situations like this, this is where you find out what kind of person you are. Well, I think you always uh, face that, Keith, when you're in a uh, tailspin a little bit. So, uh, but that, that's, uh, you know what, that finds out who you are. You know, I, I'm not going to, I don't give in to that I, as a coach. And I hope I project that onto my team. Now, we don't give up now. We're going to come out there with confidence, the idea that we're going to win this game. And sometimes it gets tough. Sometimes you lose slips a little bit. But in the end, I hope that I project that type of uh, optimism on how good they could be and how good they're going to be. And uh, if we can get that done, then we got a chance. If you don't do that, as a fan, as a player, as a coaching staff, if you don't do that, you're not going to have the success that you want, I promise you. Another thing Dan talked about, and he hit it really hard on the, on the head of the nail. I've talked about in years past how Jared West, first when I first saw him on the court, I'm like, why is this guy out there? He is not he is not that much of a scorer here. Then I started watching his game a little closer, understanding what his game was about. He brought you grit, he brought you he was a bulldog. He would always snap at your heels. Was he the best guy out there ever? No, but you brought a pail of lunch with you. You brought a lunch pail with you. It was time to go to work. You were going to be there all day with Jared West. And so I think this team really misses some of that. And Dan talked a little bit about that, even brought him up by name, just the lack of personality and grit. I mean, he wasn't trying to be cute, but he kind of described this team. For example, you, you go to a dance – and this was his description, and I'll let him flesh it out. But you go to a dance, and, you know, you see, a, you see someone you want to dance with. You go ask them out, and you, know, you go dance with them. And then there are other guys are on this team that, you know, they wouldn't be the ones going up to someone else and asking them to dance. I'm, again, I'm going to let him explain it because it um, wasn't the analogy I was expecting, but here it is, uh, talking about their lack of personality and grit. You know, we, we talk, too, and, again, this is uh, – I, I want to get this in the right way because you can take it the wrong way, and I want to make sure you take it the right way. But 
we don't have a lot of people with big personalities on this team. You know, we lost uh, I, I, Ivan, or uh, uh, shoot, who am I trying to say? Uh, God, Ivan. Uh, not Ivan, but uh, who am I trying to say? The big fella. Bennett. Uh, yeah, we lost him, but, you know, he had a big personality. Yeah, he, when he was on the bench or in practice, huge personality, always upbeat, always smiling, always teasing around, always uh, got that little bounce in his step and a little smile on his face. We lost Jared, who had that bound, tough bounce, but he had a personality. He had that uh, – Grit personality to push forward. Uh, we had Jansen, who was kind of uh, had that. Those guys, when they go to parties, would be dancing. The guys we have now are on the wall, <laughs> afraid to ask a girl to go dance. <laughs> so, and, and you know, it sounds funny, and I wanted to make sure it comes because they're all good guys. You know, it doesn't mean one's right or the other. But when you have a bunch of people that are wallflowers, it's hard to get a dance going. And so, you know, uh, Tavion has done his best. And really it's kind of out of his character to be that bubbly, uh, positive. But he's trying. He's trying. But, you know, it's and, – and I love those guys' deaths. So when I'm saying this, I'm saying it in a positive way. These are sh- sharp young men. But their personalities are not the type – that would lead to going over and starting the dance. It's just not. And Tavion's trying to do that, and uh, we got to get a few more, and we got to look at it. At the end of the year, we're going to have to look at the makeup of the team because whether you – and what you were saying, uh, uh, the heartbeat or the overall confidence and feel and exuberance and excitement it's self-generated. It's not uh, – it, it's something that you have to have in your personalities. And one bleeds into the other. And if you don't have any, there's no bleed. We don't get it. It's not infectious. And um, we're going to have to look at our uh, program at the end of the year and see where that all lies and do the best, best thing for Marshall. So what he's telling me is these kids are not on TikTok. I think that's what he just said to me. If I listen to this as a youngster, as a kid who is on social media, I'm thinking, well, these are Facebookers. These are, these are yeah, they're on their wall. No, no. We need a team of players that are on TikTok making dance videos, just getting out there, just being out there on TikTok, dancing. I want to see a Tavion Kinsey TikTok. I really do. I want to see an Andy Taylor TikTok where he's just dancing. I want to see Dan D'Antoni. I mean, he got his hip fixed. I want to see Dan on the TikTok here. That's what he's saying. These guys are wallflowers, to use a a term that maybe some of you understand. These kids are, they're not out there. They're not outgoing with their personality. I mean, come on. I I don't know what kind of dancer that uh, Jansen Williams was, but he he did have an outgoing personality. And and Jared West, I don't know if I want to see what his dance videos look like, but he did have a personality. You knew he was on the court. You knew he was out there. And he was aggressive, and he was gritty, and he was tough. And, again, if you're going up against him, you better pack a snack. Have some snacks in your snack bag because you're going to be there all day. You might get hungry. All right. 
dancing aside here for, for Dan. He's still optimistic. He hasn't given up. He's still confident. And he talked about what the team has to do. He believes it. He's not giving up. They can make a run. And he talks about what this team has to do to make that run. If we're run, which I, I hope we would, and I think we can. Our shooting's got to get up around 30, 33, 35% from threes. And we got to cut down on the mental mistakes. Uh, uh, and, and the thing about the mental mistakes, they're not hard ones to do. They're really easy ones to do. Uh, I think it could be done in a day or two. Sometimes that's a little more difficult. But I think a couple practices or a game or so, those mistakes could be eliminated because they're not – they're ones you watch on the screen. They're not. You're not asking them to jump three inches higher. You're not asking them to be more physical. You're asking them to make a little quicker decision, and uh, that can be done. I, I've seen teams turn on a dime with the issues that we have. Dan D'Antoni. One thing that. Um, we talked about earlier was Tavion Kinsey's health. He's close. Dan talked about that. He's close. But nothing really new there. I asked him if there was an update, and he sort of just reiterated a little bit of what he's been talking about. But if you're not up to date on uh, where Tavion's at status-wise, Dan kind of gave us a, a brief update. He did say he was close, though. Uh, he said it felt good this morning. Uh, uh, again, I'm not going to I'm not going to uh, play around with that to get a win until it's well. He's, uh, it's too, he's too important for him as a person, and not only as a player, but as a person. And uh, we'll just let it heal. When he's ready, he's ready. Uh, we need him, obviously, but uh, uh, it's more important that he be ready to play as a, as a person uh, player second. So we'll get him well. I think that's going to happen before the end of the year by, by a long stretch. So I think maybe, you know, we'll see. He's close. He just said he didn't feel any pain going up and down steps today. They had him going up and down steps. He didn't feel anything. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I do think as we go through the rest of the end of the year, I got to give him four or five minutes on each side of the halves. Dan D'Antoni. His presser from earlier this afternoon. We're going to hear from Obina and Achille Killen when we continue. We're here today at the Union Pub and Grill. Every Monday, the special is $1.50 for bottles, $2 call shots. And, of course, if you come down today, you get to see the proprietor himself, Herb Stanley, sitting in his chair, a faithful listener of this show. Appreciate him being here today. We're here at the Union Pub and Grill every Monday. So should you. More coming up. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Coming to you live from the Union Pub and Grill, I'm your host, Paul Swan, for today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our text line is open. It's always open. Would you like the number? 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. I'm trying to verify this. I had a texter ask, ask me when Charlotte went on the 33-13 run 
did D'Antoni use his timeouts? I don't recall. I don't have – I'm looking through some of my notes. I don't recall. So the only thing I've got logged so far are maybe TV timeouts. Don't hold me to that. You know, let me double check. Let me do some you – know, make sure I'm speaking correctly research here before I, I definitively say that there. You can ask questions as well, 304-523-2275. You can even ask rhetorical questions. I'll read it and answer it. 304-523-2275. You know, one of the bright spots, I think, for this team, no matter what you say about the season, how bad it is, how not good it is, whatever you want to say in between, Obina and Achille Killen, that's a kid that I want to make sure that is coming back next year, playing for the Thundering Herd. I really like his potential. I like where he's going. I think you will see more from him. He's out there in that game for 23 minutes. He gave you 14 points, 6 of 15. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. I really think that if you can get a few more players in double digits, you'd be all right because I can depend on Obina being one of those guys. And – I just talked to him a few minutes ago, a little while before we got set up over here, and he said that as far as just getting ready for the next game, just moving on, moving forward, that they've got to control the things that they can control. Uh, first of all, we got to, you know, first of all, we got to start with, you know, the things we can control, which is, you know, watching film and see the mistakes you made, you know, the mistakes we made and. Uh, you know, the things we did or the things we didn't do and correct that first. And then after that, go to practice, you know, st- you know, practice and try to correct that in practice so that he won't happen again in a game. Another thing that um, when we talk to Obina, he's sort of echoing what his coach is saying. He, he actually is optimistic that this team has a chance. It can turn it around. It can make a run in the tournament it can get to the NCAA tournament. That's what he's talking about, and you know, he believes that, and here's what he had to say about it. Oh, yes, for sure. Oh, yes, for sure. When Coach Dan, when Coach Dan comes and, will, uh, and tell you, you know, hey, I'm, I'm not giving up, you know what I'm saying? I'm still going to fight, and I'm still – I mean, that, that, you know, is a, is a, is a booster because, like, if, if – even the head coach, if he haven't given up on us, we shouldn't give up on ourselves. You know what I'm saying? We should keep fighting. I mean, we should keep fighting. I mean, it's not over yet. Like I said, you know, it's not, it's not over. You know, we still got seven or eight games left, and we could still change, we could still change things. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what the record is. What, what matters is the end of the game. You know what I'm saying? What matters is how the season ends. It doesn't matter about how many games you win or how many games you lose or whatever. It's just matter about that last game. When you lose the last game, you're done. When you win the last game, you keep playing. I mean, I mean, with us now, if we win the Conference USA, we still, still going to make it to the NCAA tournament. And nobody's going to talk about the 10-game losing streak or all that. They ain't going to talk about that. They're just going to talk about you know, us you know, in the NCAA tournament. I mean, I still believe in that. I mean, I still believe my team could do that. I still believe that we got the talent. We got the we got everything, the weapon to 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 go go, go there. I mean, you could see it against UAB. I mean, we 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 played awesome against UAB. All we just got to do is just keep being consistent on it, and 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 we'll be good. I I hate to say this, but I don't think Obina has watched uh, many episodes of Bracketology. 
because if Marshall gets in, the losing streak will be talked about often as the matchups are broken down. All of that's going to be brought up. Now, they'll still be talking about you. You'll be in the NCAA tournament. You'll be getting ready for a run in the tournament. So there's the positive, but they're going to talk about that. And you want to go in with the, with the most momentum you possibly can. You want to go in feeling good about yourself. You want to go in with a lot of experience. You want to go in with a lot of victories. You want to try to win every game. And I'm not saying they're not trying. It's just yeah, you go on a losing streak like that, and you're trying to stop the bleeding, and you're trying to get back on the winning track. But then you're now you're starting a new losing streak here, and you've lost 12 out of 13. It's got a wear on you for sure. But, yeah, it's going to be talked about. Fans are talking about it. I'm talking about it. Fans will continue to talk about it. Win the conference tournament, maybe not so much they'll talk about it. But I think what's important is there's a fan base that expects winning basketball, not just in the tournament, that there's a fan base or a a portion of the fan base or a majority of the fan base wants to go see winning basketball. Not just basketball, winning basketball. There's the difference. I flip on ESPN Plus and I watch a good game between two teams that maybe I don't have an investment in. It's other than, okay, this is going to be a good game. I want to see good basketball. I flip on and watch a game which a team that I root for and I have an invested passion for is on I'm rooting for a good game and a win. When I tune in to a hockey game to see the New York Rangers, my team, I I want them to play well. But I want them to win more than they lose. Hockey is different. There are a multitude of games, so you're not going to win them all. And I accept that. But did they play well? Great. Did they win? Even better. I want to see more of that. More wins. I think that's what a Herd fan wants. So it's important you, you bounce back and you don't let this stop you. And if you get into the NCAA tournament, that's going to that's going to be like a salve all over this open wound right now. That's going to, that's going to be something that will heal that. All right, uh, we got one more Obina soundbite. I'll tell you what, uh, we're running short on time, so let's go ahead and get the commercial break in. If we have time, we'll get that when we come back. If not, we'll wrap it up here today at the Union Pub and Grill on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Final segment of today's edition of The Drive. we got enough time to tell you we're here at the Union Pub and Grill. And when you come to the Union Pub and Grill on a Monday, you can take advantage of the Monday special. That's $1.50 bottles and $2 call shots. It's every Monday here at the Union Pub and Grill. Coming up tomorrow on the program from the Bengals Radio Network, Wayne Box Miller. You know him from the studio show beginning and ending your Bengals game day. Looking forward to catching up with him. Great guy. By the way, the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. We're going to have that game for you. Our coverage on Sunday begins at 2 p.m. That means Marshall basketball on Sunday. Going to be on 93-7 the dog. 
as we'll have the Bengals and the Rams in the Super Bowl exclusive coverage on your Kindred Communication family of stations. That's going to do it for this edition. Back on Tuesday, we're going to do it all over again. I anticipate we'll hear from Tony Kemper tomorrow. I believe his presser is scheduled. We'll get his comments. Also, we'll hear from Wayne Box Miller. All of that on the Tuesday edition. Don't forget, you can find me on Twitter at Paul Swan. You can find the podcast, The Drive with Paul Swan, wherever you get your podcast. Enjoy the rest of your evening, everyone. We'll talk to you tomorrow. WRBC Huntington, W231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.